is Sober Reference. You're listening to A Sober Story, digestible conversations filled with evidence that you can do anything without picking up a drink. We share more cost-free resources on our website, www.soberreference.com, and hope you'll connect with us on social media. Search Sober Reference now and look for our logo. For more information about today's guest, visit our show notes. We hope you find this content valuable and leave feeling inspired to drink less, live more, and meet your potential. Enjoy. You know, I'm actually really curious to hear from you. How did you or have you educated your children around alcohol consumption, the disease of alcoholism? Have you had any conscious and intentional education with your children around alcoholism and alcohol consumption? They, of course, saw their father. They saw the things that he would do. We watched their father. He and I had got separated, divorced in 2013. They did not know for six months, neither did I, that he was diagnosed with cirrhosis in 2018. My children found out. They were 15 and 17, Thanksgiving night, 2018. I didn't really speak to their father. They knew there was something going on, but they weren't told what was going on. They were able to see the signs of jaundice. He had a lot of fluid retention. And so when they saw him being rushed to the hospital Thanksgiving night, when they came back home, uh, they did live with me full time. They told me that their dad had cirrhosis. So I, of course, heard of cirrhosis. I did a lot of research. Uh, Within six weeks, their dad was dead. And we spent a lot of time at the hospital watching, listening, finding out that after he was diagnosed, he continued drinking for three more months after he was diagnosed. So honestly, they know why I left their father because of his drinking. To my daughter, my daughter was my 17-year-old. Her dad was still her idol. She loved him. I mean, when I left, they were much younger. I'm sorry. He died when they were 15 and 17. They were younger. They were 10 and 12 when I left them. So her daddy was still her idol. And it didn't matter how much he drank. It didn't matter what he did to me. She loved her daddy. But seeing the physical effects and the mental effects that cirrhosis and alcoholism had on their father was a very big eye-opener. We used his death and his illness as a lesson and not an excuse in life. I had to put away or put aside my hatred for their father and his family because my children needed me as well as they needed to be close to their father, even though mentally most days he was not there physically he could not walk anymore he could not use the bathroom by himself he could not feed himself so I'm blessed about the lesson that their father gave them that I didn't have to go to books and say look this is what alcohol can do to you because both their grandparents on their father's side one is still an alcoholic the other is sober and has been for 30 plus years, but they are able to see firsthand, unfortunately, that alcohol doesn't play favoritism, that their grandfather is in his 70s, he's still alive and kicking. Their dad was 48 when he passed. And that's how I was able to teach my children the effects of alcohol with a firsthand experience. Yeah, a really, really challenging, challenging way to learn. I sincerely empathize with you and feel the probably just the dip of the toe of the depth 
of emotion and of the experience that you and your family went through. Thank you for being so open. I'm curious as a parent who had, you know, young children, not yet adult, when they're learning these lessons, and then just being aware of culture and society, you know, young adults grow up into adults and go off school or start living outside of the house or, you know, being surrounded by alcohol is quite frankly, just such a normalized aspect of our social culture here in the United States. Did they ever come to you or ask for advice about their own desire to drink or experiences with drinking? And how do you as a sober parent with all of the history and experience that you have, how do you show up in that moment? I'm going to be completely open and completely transparent. I am very blessed that I have children who are very open with me. Have they had alcohol? Yes, you better believe they have. Have they done it in my presence? Yes, they have. My daughter is 21, so she can go buy alcohol whenever she wants. My son is 19. Yes, he's had alcohol again in my presence. I am very blessed that, yeah, they've gotten sick from drinking alcohol before. But again, they've been in my presence and I went to college. I know how it was when teenagers go to college, especially boys at 18. Their brains aren't quite all the way formed yet, matured yet, and girls, same way. So I know a lot of people from personal experience that when I was young, they went away to college, they were very sheltered. So they'd go experimenting with alcohol, drugs, and so forth. So I've been very open. My daughter may have a drink occasionally. Like I said, they know what it does to them. My son, fortunately slash unfortunately, he has Crohn's disease and newly diagnosed. When he drinks, even if it is one drink, it messes everything up. So that's not a blessing by any means that he has to live with Crohn's, but it is a blessing that he realizes he can't consume alcohol because it messes up his system. But yeah, I'm totally open with my children. They have drank. There's probably alcohol in my fridge right now, but it will sit there for months and months and months. My daughter may have a an alcoholic drink if she comes home from school, but it would be like a drink. They have learned their limits. It, Like you said, it's life. Kids are going to experiment. I'd rather them be open with me and say, hey, mom, you know, I'm going to have a drink or, you know, is it okay if friends and I, you know, come here? I don't know. I'm just very open with them. And I think that causes them not to want to experiment or have to experiment on their own or try to figure out their own limits because they're doing it in a place of safety where I know they're not drinking and driving. They're not going to do anything foolish like in a bar or a club. I just do things probably a little different than the norm. Well, what's beautiful that I'm hearing is you previously explained to me that in your experience being in relationship with your husband who drank very heavily, you struggled with an attachment or like a codependence and trying to kind of will or control or figure out a way to help him. And as a result, feeling very responsible for his experience with drinking. 
And what I'm hearing now in your relationship with your children is that you're taking the stance of a very loving and supportive bystander who is completely there to, you know, help them and witness them and talk to them and listen to them. But the way you're describing your relationship with them and their drinking now, albeit it is sounds very different from the type of drinking that your husband did, but the way you're describing your part in it feels like there is a freedom and a liberation there for you where you're not attached to it. And perhaps all parents have an aspect of fear and everything. I'm not a parent, but it, it does sound like there is peace there in that relationship. Yes, very much so. And, and like I said, I'm very blessed. My kids are by far not perfect. They're pretty close, but they're, they're not quite there. No, seriously, they, they are good kids. They do make mistakes, but we are here to learn together and to be open and honest and not, you know, they don't go behind my back and do things. I know what they do, you know, and we discuss things and that's just how we are. That is a beautiful relationship that you have with your children. I certainly spoken to a lot of my own like life acquaintances and it's not everyone's experience to feel that much trust and respect and acceptance from a parent just to give an ad advice from a parenting you know and, and how you were able to build that type of relationship with your children is there anything you can speak to to that because that's something that I'm sure so many parents desire to have but maybe didn't have that experience themselves with their parents and so are a little confused about how to do it how to create a bond like that it's just one of those things that because of their father's death even before his death I don't know a lot of times it was just me and the kids he didn't go to social birthday party I mean he went to his children's birthday parties but not to friends birthday parties and I was always scared to go out and do things with him uh, because I didn't know how he was going to act I didn't know which of his personalities would be there and my kids saw all that I, I guess it's just bonding especially since his death because I was all they had I am all they have and they know I'm here for them. I think a lot of it came when their dad was dying. And again, I had to put aside a lot of differences with their dad and his family. And I think that showed them that I respect them enough and I love them enough that I will be there regardless, not to enable, because that's totally different, but I will be there for them and I just have very high expectations but I also they have consequences to their actions I don't know how to explain it really it's just I'm fortunate because of their daddy's death we have grown very close because we know life is short regardless of alcohol or not life is short I'm blessed that's all I could say is I'm blessed I don't know how it happened but it happened and I can't be more thankful from my perspective, based on what you've shared with me, it happened because you showed up and you're willing to be present and you had a sense of unconditional love for your children. And so many times showing up is the hardest part. And like you said, it means more than, than anything, you know, more than any physical, tangible thing to a relationship to just show up and say whatever you're going through or feeling or if you need me and you are open to my help I will be there because I've got you and I'm, I'm capable of giving you that sort of love and that I think creates a type of bond that's just so so special I love hearing that that is possible and that you get to have that experience 
Thanks for listening to Sober Reference. We hope you found this content valuable and are leaving feeling inspired to drink less, live more, and meet your potential. You can find more cost-free resources on our website, www.soberreference.com. We hope that you'll connect with us on social media, search Sober Reference now, and look for our logo. Great job taking in sober positive content today. Until next time, this is Sober Reference, and we are so glad that you're here.